It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And with that... It is not Mary Kay Cabot of anywhere else but Cleveland.com, and she joins us now on a Victory Tuesday. What's up, Mary Kay? Hey, guys. How you doing? What did you think of those PFF grades, Mary Kay? You know, sometimes the PFF grades seem so off to me, and I think there are certain positions where they they do a better job uh, than others, but sometimes it just doesn't seem to match up with what we are seeing with our own two eyes, and they come out so fast, too. It's hard to believe that they can uh, really... (laughs) evaluate all of that film so quickly and so um yeah I think sometimes you have to take them with a grain of salt I know the players do yeah I I mean they have some value certainly and to be fair those guys I don't know about you Mary Kay but those guys are watching every play whoever's doing the analysis I'm not I'm not going back and studying what every player did on every play like they I assume they are but I don't know but uh one player I know that played well both by our eyes and by the PFF grade We'll start with him, and that's Miles Garrett. He wasn't actually the highest-rated guy, but, man, he was feeling himself, and he he had such an impact on this game. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen him. Like, he's obviously had great games, but he was so confident, so cocky. He was, like, thrilled, the kid in the candy store, to have all that talent around him, and he was tremendous leading the way on Sunday. Yeah, he really was. And I think that, uh, number one, I think he loves Jim Schwartz. I think uh, Jim Schwartz's old-school, attack-minded mentality is sitting really, really well with Miles. I think he feels like he's got plenty of control in this defense to do what he kind of wants when he wants to. Uh, You know, I think he's going to do some really cool things, like you saw him, uh, you know, stand up and line up over the center. Uh, You know, I think he'll be inside, he'll be outside, he can find favorable matchups, and he should be able to really make, finally, a really strong run for NFL Defensive Player of the Year. If he can't do it in this defense with this defensive coordinator, uh, then then I don't know when it'll ever happen because it seems poised to happen this year. I said the same thing. Mary Kay, obviously Jack Conklin went down. What's the feeling with Dewan Jones going in at tackle and just the tackle situation, period? Well, the tackle situation period, uh, you know, this is an accelerated uh, development, obviously, for Dewan Jones, and he's got to put the big boy pants on. He's got to get out there. Not only does he have to make his first NFL start in Pittsburgh, but he's got to face T.J. Watt. What a way uh, to begin your NFL career. But uh, so it is, and that's going to happen on September 18th. The thing about Dewan Jones, and I will be writing more about this over the next couple of days, is the fact that uh, he really wants to be great, and he's worked really, really hard. I've watched him very closely throughout all of training camp. I watched him throw up on the first day of rookie minicamp. I've watched every almost everything else that has happened with him since then, and I've seen a lot of growth. I've seen a lot of development. He still has a ways to go. Sometimes he has to learn how to use that size you know, even more effectively. You can't bend and, and move the way some smaller guys can. And, uh, and so, he, you know, he's, he's going to have to uh, figure out how to use his size as even more of an asset. But I do think that you will see him get better and better week by week because he's got the desire. Mary Kay, G and I have been crushing Jedrick Wills. I know you've defended him. Jason on our show has defended him a lot. 
We both thought he played a terrible game this past week, and I know he was looking for injury there. How concerned are you about him? Are you still confident he can at least be average? And is there any injury concern with him? Um, there is no injury concern for him, apparently, heading into the game, or at least, uh, you know, the x-rays on whatever uh, he had x-rayed were negative. Again, that doesn't always mean anything, of course, when you're dealing with soft tissue issues as well. But uh, when I asked Kevin Stefanski about the injury risk for um, for Wills, he, he said there wasn't anything really to worry about and that he will be playing in this game. Uh, he did not have a great game against the you know against the Bengals and he's going to have to take it up a notch in this in this next game and you know he doesn't have a whole long time to really prove himself he's got this year and he is under contract next year for the guaranteed rate of 14.175 million dollars in his uh fifth year option year so it's not like this is his make or break year I've seen that you know written and, and talked about before but it's not really necessarily his make or break year uh, but they do need to see more out of him for him to continue to be the starting left tackle of the Cleveland Browns. And I had been thinking that if it didn't go the way they wanted it to go, that maybe Dewan would contend <laughs> mm-hmm. opportunity there. But now, of course, he's got to start on the right side. You know, let's see how it goes. If it doesn't work out, I mean, why not try flip-flopping those guys and see if you can't get more out of Jed on the other side? Well, I like that. I like that feeling. Uh, Mary, Mary Kay, when you look at it uh, with Deshaun Watson, I think 154 yards, 40, 40 some yards on the ground. Um, is, is the feeling that uh, Kevin Stefanski believes that a lot of it was due to the rain? Um, because there was some there was some balls that, you know, Deshaun really skipped. Like, you know, balls that came up five yards short, three yards short here or there. Um, I, you know, I said earlier, you know, I don't I try not to look at it through a lens that it was just him. Because Joe Burrow had one of his worst games of his life, too, uh, and they played in the same environment. Are the Browns uh, a little nervous about that, or do they think that that was just a, a weather game and he'll be ready to go? You know, I think they are attributing it mostly to the rain and, uh, you know, maybe giving him a little bit of a pass for this week. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm just going to say, you know what? Neither quarterback handled the elements very well. It was a weird, misty rain. It never stopped. It never let up. You couldn't, uh, you didn't have a moment to get the ball dry. Uh, You know, the hands were wet. The ball was heavy. And so I'm going to attribute it to that and to a few other things, such as, you know, he was off a couple times with Marquise Goodwin. Let's remember that Marquise Goodwin missed all of training camp with blood clots. So it might take those two guys a little time to get their uh, deep ball mojo down together. Uh, but for this particular game, I'm willing to give Deshaun uh, mostly a pass, not all, but mostly a pass for the for the weather. Now he's got to come out in the next game, correct those mistakes, figure out what was going wrong. I heard him say somewhere that he, he was trying to grip the ball too tightly, so he was overcompensating uh, because of the rain. So, um, you know, so let's see if he can't get that right in the next game. Mary Kay, Pittsburgh comes in dinged. What will the loss of Johnson on the offensive side and Hayward on the defensive side, will that change at all what the Browns do? How will that impact the game Monday night? Well, Cam Hayward, uh, the great defensive tackle out of Ohio State, has always been a thorn in the Browns' side. He's had tremendous games against the Browns. He's got over 11 and a half sacks against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, He has, uh, you know, forced fumbles, swatted down passes. In the last game, the season finale last season against Deshaun. He had uh, two sacks. I think he batted down a pass. 
Uh, he had like eight tackles or something like that. He kind of had a monster game. And, uh, you know, he obviously would have been looking for more of the same. He loves uh, getting up against the Cleveland Browns and playing them and trying to beat them. And I think his record is something like 15 or four or whatever against against the Browns. And um, and so, you know, it, it is a big break, I think, for the Browns not to be uh, not to have to face Cam Hayward. Now, having said that, of course, they're without their own all pro right tackle in Jack Conklin. So there's a little bit of an offset there. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. But Cam always has huge games against the Browns. I think he would have helped make uh, it very difficult for Deshaun Watson. Mary Kay, you know, last week we didn't get to see a key acquisition from the Cleveland Browns and Juan Thornhill. Do you know the status of him if he will be able to play this week against Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think he'll be able to play because obviously they have an extra day and he also tried to play on Sunday against the Bengals. So if you're going to try to play against the Bengals, uh, you should certainly be able to play the next time out. And, um, you know, as long as he doesn't have any setbacks, if he goes out there and practices and doesn't re-injure it and kind of takes it easy a little bit, then I think he should be okay. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Very good. Uh, we asked Cameron, we, we, we had a reporter from the NFL Network uh, on in the first hour, and we asked him if what he how what he saw in week one changed his thinking of the hierarchy in the AFC North. And I know obviously your, your focus is, is on the Browns exclusively, but you saw what happened to Pittsburgh. You saw what Baltimore was able to do. And we don't want to overreact, but... Yes, did, you do. Did you what, want to overreact. Well, it's all we have. Well, I mean, it's, it's all we have. <laughs> how, if at all, did what happened in week one change your view of the AFC North? You know, I headed into the season saying that the Browns should either win the AFC North or get a wild card spot, uh, win at least 11, in ga- 11 games and go deep into the playoffs. So it didn't change how I felt about the Browns uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I really did feel like uh, this was a year that they were going to be a lot better. They were going to make a lot of noise. I think, um, you know, I looked at the Cincinnati Bengals and I thought, you know, the Browns just did so much more to to get better, to improve uh, themselves in the offseason. And um, I, you know, I, I thought they were going to make a run for it heading in, and I still feel that way. Yeah. 
Boy, J.K. Dobbins tearing the Achilles for the Ravens and, yeah. and the Steelers uh, coming out. Obviously, gets a very I, I, good I mean, Niners the Ravens team, had an injury. I don't think it's that big a deal to me but because he hasn't been a factor for them much. No, but he was a guy they were counting on heavily this year. Yeah, I don't know. that. How could you count on him heavily? He well, never stays healthy. You're starting running back. You count, I know on, that, you count heavily on like your they, starting running they back. They have other backs there that have experience. They do, and they've said they're not going to go out and pick right. someone up on the market. They have three, veteran, three other veteran backs, including Melvin Gordon there. Uh, I don't know how much he's got left I don't, in the tank, but I don't in terms him. of the Bengals and Steelers, <laughs> like I don't know. Listen, I thought I, I'm not going to change my opinion on any of these teams. I thought the I, I I had predictions for all these teams when the season started. I'm not going. The only team I've changed my mind on in the NFL after Week One is the Jets because Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. So sure. to me, unless I thought the Browns were going to be good. I still think the Browns are going to be good. I don't think they're going to be better because of how they played in Week One. I certainly don't think they're going to be don't? worse. No, no, it's one game. You can't allow. I think it's a mistake. To yeah, be but pr- well, based yeah. on what they – I don't want to take up Mary Kay's time here with this discussion, yeah. but based on what we saw out of that defense and, and the atrocity that we saw out of the defense last year. Right, but like, it's one week. I, it's not enough of a sample size. It doesn't move your, your meter at all? It doesn't. Still no, locked on already, exactly where it was? I already thought it, they were going to be a lot better defensively. Yeah. I mean, I picked them to go 10 and 7. They won seven games last year. That's a, a pretty huge improvement. It is. Okay. I, I, Mary Kay, I got a question. Go ahead. Good. So we can stop this. Yeah. Jerome Ford, <laughs> we didn't get a chance to see him in the preseason. Obviously, he comes out there in the regular season game, has a little, little fumble, but for the most part, how did you like his game? You know what? I, I think Jerome is going to get better week by week. He missed most of training camp with a hamstring injury. And I'll tell you, I haven't seen many guys missed most or all of training camp and just waltz right in and have a good early part of the season. Sometimes it lingers on throughout the whole entire season. Uh, so he did not handle that well. The, uh, you know, the fumble, you can't be doing that. Um, but I think he will get better as the weeks go by. Uh, and I think that we saw Nick Chubb do some of the things that we thought he was going to do, like catch the ball out of the backfield and uh, stay in there more on third down. I think this is a work in progress. It will evolve over time, and Jerome can grab uh, more of those old Kareem Hunt-type reps uh, as the weeks go by. Okay, and then another guy who's, whose name I don't even think I called one time, or I, I, if he did, I missed it. David Njoku, they paid him top five tight end money. Obviously, I know the weather was a part of it, but moving forward, do we see more of him? Does he look like that top five tight end this season? You know what? I think he I think he does. I really believe that he's going to flourish with Deshaun Watson. Now, it will be different week to week, uh, you know, depending on the game plans. But, uh, you know, I've said this so many times before, and now it's time, uh, you know, for me to back it up, too, that I believe that he is an eight touchdown a year tight end with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. So, you know, if, if he doesn't do that this year, uh, then, you know, then I'll be having to eat my words because that's what I feel like he's capable of, you know, when he can sky, uh, you know, the ball in the in the end zone and in the red zone and, and, you know, just tower over some of these smaller defensive backs. And I think he's been catching the ball better. So uh, I still think he's going to have a good year. You know, Mary Kay, you know, I look around the league every year and I think it comes down to a mindset and, and you know, uh, we can go back on the past and say what teams did this year or last year. I look around the AFC, and yes, there's some good teams out there, but you, you just look down the list of teams, and everybody seems to have a flaw. Uh, Kansas City has Travis Kelsey out. They got a bunch of young guys that are trying to work into the mix. 
They did get Chris Jones back, which was a big one, couple with the one-year deal. But you look at the other teams, the Jets, obviously, down uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you look across the Patriots, uh, okay, the Patriots are Patriots, right? Uh, the, the, uh, the Dolphins look like they have a really good offense, but I don't know how much they're going to, you know, stop people. They're giving up a lot of points. And I just look around, you know, Burrow, we, we saw that. We saw what was going on in Pittsburgh. I'm looking at the AFC and being like, look, if you can go in and, and, and beat a Pittsburgh team and you can, you can put two up in the division with an opportunity to play the Ravens, I think that's a big opportunity that the Browns have not had in a very long time to look up and possibly say we can win two, go up 2-0, and then play the Bank of Ravens for three. That's crazy to me. Yeah, you know what? I think the Browns can beat you know anyone in the NFL right now. I mean, there's not a team that I look at and think there is that they have no chance against that team. I think uh, when you build so tough through the lines, the offensive line and the defensive line, that's going to give you time to throw the ball. That's going to allow you to run the ball, and it's going to allow you to get to the quarterback. I think it's been a great strategy. It was sort of what the you know it's sort of what the Eagles have done. Really, really good offensive line. Really, really good defensive line. It makes it so that you can be in any game, that you can win any game. And, you know, when I look out there, I just don't see uh, a team that they can't beat. And I do think, um, you know, as of right now, like I said, I picked them to go 11-6. and six. I still feel pretty good about that. Uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Again, you can't overreact uh, to the first week, but I think they're going to go into Pittsburgh and win that game. I think they're better than the Steelers. I think the Steelers, they don't, as we talked about, they don't have Deontay Johnson now. They don't have Cam Hayward. They got kind of beat up uh, by the 49ers. Now, they do usually come back after a loss like that and rebound, but um, but I think the Browns are just going to, I think they're going to kind of take it to them. Mary Kay, bold prediction. And I know I'm putting you on the spot. At the end of this season, Martin Emerson, will he be viewed as a CB1 or CB2 of this team, or do you think he continues to be looked at as the third best corner on this team? Oh, you know what? I, I think he can be – he can challenge for CB1. I think he can actually challenge for CB1. He, he's going to be really good. I, I talked to him the other day, and I said, you know, I and I've written this, I see – Pro Bowl potential in him. I don't know if it'll happen this year or not. He almost got an interception in this game, but he was out of bounds. So I, you know, I think he can be a dominant cornerback. He's got tremendous size, and you know, now he's got all these guys around him. Uh, I don't know if he'll, you know, he's got stiff competition from Denzel and Greg, uh, but I think he can make a serious run at at cornerback one. We like that, Mary Kay. Mary Kay, thanks. Great stuff. We'll talk next week. Appreciate you. Sounds great. Thanks. Uh, I want to go back to something, the, the conversation that you yeah. and I were having about uh, <laughs> at what point, Bull, do you start to make changes? Because we know that the standings at the end of this year aren't going to be what they were last year. Right. There's going to be surprise teams. There's going to be surprise disappointments. At how many games, like is it the quarter pole of the season? That's what I start. Will you start to change your opinion? <laughs> I would say probably quarter pole. Yeah. Let me give you some week one results last year. Okay. Okay. Uh, Steelers beat the Bengals. Joe Burrow threw four picks. A 49ers lost to the Bears. Bears finished with the worst record in the NFL. They lost to the Bears. 49ers lost to the Bears. Now, what was the deal with with, they did not have Christian McCaffrey yet? No. And And they also had their quarterback was was Garoppolo, right? Yeah. Uh, Or or was it? I don't know that. No, it was was Garoppolo. 
Did he start the season last year? I thought he came in. I thought Trey Lance. I, think Trey I Lance thought got Trey hurt Lance in the game. I, I oh, actually, it was, Lance, Trey, it was Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey yeah. Lance started. And then he got the hurt. They lost. To, they lost to the Bears, the worst <laughs> team in football. The uh, the Eagles. The, the Eagles won, but they gave up. They gave up th- their defense, which was the best in football last year, gave up thirty five points in that game. Who uh, they, who'd they beat? The Lions. Wow, the Lions put up thirty five on the yeah. Eagles last the year. The Jaguars, who played great the second half of the year and one of the hottest they were teams in the, the, the first season, half, lost to the Commanders. Um, the Chargers barely beat the Raiders, and the Cowboys scored three points against the Buccaneers. So, I'm not saying, oh, just ignore what happened. Yeah. I'm saying that I thought the Browns were going to be a good football team coming in. I'm just surprised that that what you said was nothing that happened in week one changed the way you view any of this. Except for the Aaron Rodgers injury, something like that. Something something dramatic like that. No, because I've watched football for, for 50 years. I understand that week one is not who you are. Now, in some cases, it may turn out to be. Like, if if we're four or five weeks in and the Browns' defense is playing like it did against the Bengals every single week and just suffocating teams every single week, well, yeah, then I'm going to boost the Browns up a little more. Sure, but you but need I to see, do that you after need to one see week. four, maybe six, maybe eight games. Yeah, I mean, same, you thing, start- same thing with every other team that got off. It's not just the Browns. Like, the Cowboys looked amazing in their game. Yeah. The Rams, who everybody thought were going to be terrible this year, they look great. Are you buying am the Lions? I, am I gonna ch- I'm buying the Lions to the same degree I bought them before the season. I thought they would be a wild card team. I thought they'd be a decent team. They'd be like a nine-win team. You don't think they'll win the division, though? Who's going to win that division? I ha- uh, I, I, Maybe I did. I don't know. I can't remember now. What yeah. I mean, that division is so bad. Well, I, 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 I again, I don't. Minnesota won 12 games last year. Yeah, but Minnesota won 11 one-score games last year. I hear you. And I mean, I think last insane. year the but karma again, that was working for them, oftentimes you know how that goes. Oftentimes yeah. you get the breaks one year. That's true. I mean, the NFL is literally – you have to wait till about week four to see where – That's what I think, you too. Know, you gotta, you're you're gotta, I think you got enough, enough hay in the barn. Yeah. It's a quarter of the season. Yep. Can, can a team completely change directions? Jacksonville yeah. did last year. It Who fired happens. they coach and got really good? Somebody didn't somebody fire their coach because he kept saying was it Carolina, Carolina almost made the playoffs. They didn't get really good. Yeah, Matt uh, Rule. That's who. But it was. they did. They, they fired their coach dramatic. and started winning but, games. But they, they almost won a really really bad division. Here's 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 where I kind of differ. Like it, I could see something and be like, oh, like I could see it two or three times and be like, that's how I feel. Oh yeah, that's good. That's how I feel about that, the defense. That, that, oh no, no, that, that's not going because what to it, me the Browns defense you take, seems you, sustainable. It, you take the they par- did it for a whole preseason yeah, too. Yeah, right. It, you True. take the parts, preseason? right? Well, what it was what, the what twos and the threes, but they still, explode, they still did it. it no, listen, they, what I'm saying I, is, I, what I, I actually do agree with Bull in that I we only have one week to talk about, and we're supposed to talk about all this right. stuff, so we got to sure. talk about it. I do think it is very important to try to drill down on that point. In that, did we see things that we absolutely love? Yes. However, before I start pouring cement, I need to see that. Week in right. and week out, and that's well, not, and I need to see it. Against and I, I agree. Yeah, and I agree. To, and I'm not diminishing what the Browns did at all. What they did was extremely impressive, extremely. Yeah. And if they continue to play like they did, at least defensively, but the offense needs to be better. Deshaun Watson needs to play oh, better. Absolutely. He didn't play well enough. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm talking. Well I'm well talking. Well, specifically, last year you defense. mentioned the four picks for yeah. Joe Burrow. Yeah. 
and the loss to Pittsburgh, yeah. he missed the preseason last year, too. He did. He's never played in the preseason. He's never played. So, th- th- I think the one caveat that I would throw out there, I, I, I've always said, don't bury Pittsburgh. It's just too early. And we've seen too much over too long of a stretch of time to know that, you know, they're not just going to fall off the table. That organization doesn't do that. But the other thing that I would warn on is, and I heard a lot of Browns fans doing this yesterday, is some sort of coronation that Joe Burrow now isn't Joe Burrow. Oh, no, that's absurd. That's absurd. Yeah, this guy is still an MVP candidate. That's when people get nuts. Yeah. Because, but I get it. He threw four picks last year against Pittsburgh. Listen, I get it. If you're a Browns fan, you're excited. You want that to be the reality. You want it to be true. You want Joe Burrow to now suck. Right, yeah. Well, Deshaun Watson sucked last year. Why can't Joe Burrow suck this year? Right, sure. So, like, you want the Steelers to be crappy. And the Steelers may be crappy. And maybe Burrow... Maybe the calf affects him all year and doesn't have a good year. Right. It's all possible. I'm just saying we can't. I can't make a sweeping judgment about any team, good or bad, based on one week. Do I think the Browns' defense is a lot better than last year? Of course I do. But I already thought that. Now in one week, it backed it up even more than I thought. But but I'm not going to say. Well, now I think they win 14. I will say that. I want to see them against Baltimore but, but, before but I start rubber stamping but, that. But here's the thing: as a player, as a player in the locker room, yeah, you know the coach is telling you. You know, faith is the stuff that you don't see. Mm-hmm. He's telling you trust and believe in each other. Yep. And then, then it manifests itself. Mm-hmm. If you got guys in the locker room that say they want to wait and see, that's the wrong. But that's not a player. I'm not asking players to wait. Well, and no, see. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just giving an overall. No, players picture. make judgments before so, they even so, play one. So, 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 so when you say, so if you got a bunch of people that believe, right, and that's in a locker room that's going out there playing, the question is, do they believe it? I think the reason that I'm so encouraged by this Browns defense because this win is so much different than last year's week one. Last year's Big week time. one, oh, yeah. it was coverage bust. It went back and forth. They kind of we felt they kind of yeah week they kind of died down year. in the second half of that game. This one. I thought from a defensive standpoint, the DBs play flawless. That's something that's going to translate because they're going up against the best wide receiver core in the NFL. That's another thing. And they played them lights. I don't care what the weather was. They were in tight coverage right there making plays on the ball. How hard is that to do? Hard. Especially against a guy like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Man to man. Then you're talking about guys that slipping. The top receiver in the NFL. You're talking about guys that you could potentially be slipping on when you're coming out your breaks and stuff. They were there step for step with the best trio in the NFL. So that's why to me, I'm like, oh, this defense looks so much better. They weren't confused. It wasn't no coverage bust. And that defensive line was everything as advertised. Yeah. So that's why to me, I'm like, I'm good with the defense. I think the defense is going to be great. But didn't you already think it was going to be great? I did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying I see why people like but but admit is, it, is they, they surprised you with just how good they were. Yeah, so, I didn't. 100%. I didn't think that they would do because I thought they'd be great too. Yeah, I didn't think they'd be that great. Exactly. I wasn't no, thinking I, a I total shutdown. Game. I didn't think they hold the Bengals to three points. So I didn't either. Not. Nobody could have predicted. No, that. I mean, no. What one. was Jamar Chase's stats? Five catches. For it was what? nothing. He Five did nothing. Thirty-nine. Yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't think that yeah, they I – mean, I'm a guy that said Jamar Chase can't be stopped like that. Uh, agree like it, agree with last year. First of all, you had Jacoby Brissett, not Deshaun Watson. That's true. All right, that's a big <laughs> Number true. two, the Browns basically choked away that game last year and then got lucky that the kicker made a ridiculously long field goal. This game, it was never in doubt. Certainly, the second half was never in doubt. So, that's why like, I'm more Even in the second half, I remember I tweeted at one point. There was, like, still eight, nine minutes to go, and I tweeted – 
what an impressive performance by the Browns, blah, blah, blah. Normally, with nine minutes to go, I would have had hundreds of fans <laughs> yelling at me on Twitter saying, you're jinxing it. You're blah, blah, blah. I didn't get one of those. Not one oh. person said that because that's how in control the fans felt. By the way, it is funny. You said, like, some fans saying, oh, Burrow's going to suck this year or whatever. He's been passed. Wishful thinking. Which, what's funny, though, is... When you kick ass a good opponent, you should revel in the fact that I just beat a great team. Sure. Not try to diminish the players because exactly. you, you're better if you think they're good and you still beat we, them. You made an MVP candidate yeah. look like trash. We yes. We Celebrate don't. that. And yes. on top of all of that, the best part about it, the, the, what made me the happiest, is that that Jamar Chase that you got, that was his best. Because he was talking trash and he knew sure, he had he to was back doing it everything up. he so could to back is, it up. So this is this is my best and you better be at your best. Because if you're not at your best, I'm gonna embarrass you. And they shut. Well, I'm gonna say they shut him down. Five they catches did? for 39. Oh, that is down. kind of a shutdown that's in his book. Like yeah. that's something to stick your chest out. That's for real. That wasn't no fruit. Real, like we real, really got after you. Real game. successful people <laughs> seize the opportunity and see opportunity where other people see status quo. The Cleveland Browns right now in the AFC got an opportunity. If you take a look at those games they're looking at right now, we looked at it, it could be a bad thing. Yeah, if you, you go 0-3 in the division, that's a bad thing. But we got to look at it the opposite side. You got an opportunity. If you can go 3-0 and in the division, mm. you now could put real serious pressure on people because now you can look at it. Do you feel more comfortable about playing home games in the playoffs? And if you want to say you're a playoff team, you got to breathe, eat, sleep playoffs. Yeah. You can't you can't wait and say when we get 9 and 10 in, we'll start to believe it no. because you got to start thinking that way now. It's the process. I, I agree with you, G. And and yeah, and how I feel or if I have to see it proven, it's not the same as with a player. A player should always believe it. I agree with you. And I, I've said this before. When you're a good team, when you root for a good team, you don't care who you're playing. That's it. You, no. It's like, I don't care that I'm playing a good team. We we want, I want to play a good greatest, team. Sure. Greatest. I want, winners want the smoke. That's, that's how a, you know look you. Look at you. That's, right. that's how you know you. T-shirt. Winners want the smoke. That's how you know you're right. a real contender. When you get to schedule out, you're you're like, like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I don't care that i got to play Tyvis, let me ask you something that Mary Kay touched on that I think is very important, and I think you're the perfect person to drill deeper on that. Well, thank you. She said that part of this magic that we're seeing so far in the in the Browns' defense mm-hmm. is the fact that Miles Garrett, who's clearly the linchpin to this defense, mm-hmm. sees exactly eye-to-eye with Jim Schwartz's vision oh of what he wants. That's everything. Him standing up <laughs> over the center, dribbling between his legs, on the sixth play of the game, as Cameron pointed out, mm-hmm. That really signified he knows something that you don't know. Mm-hmm. We're better than you think. Yeah. How important is that, that the best player on the unit is in perfect sync with the leader, and how can that confidence transform it, itself into results? It's everything because coaches coach, players play. Okay, so right. the game plan might be, Miles, we want you to play on the right side this whole game and do it that way. But Miles is in the game, and he's like, you know what? That center is a weak link. Let me match up on that on that center right quick and make this play. I guarantee you that I can make something happen. And he has the liberty to do that. And, now. and Jim Swartz to look at it and say, you know what, Miles? I trust you. You out there, you know better than me. You feel it wow. better than me. 
Go ahead. You know, we'll make some changes. We got depth now. If you, we don't need you to play DN right. because we got we got double O and we got Zadarius. So if you want to go play in the middle, we got you. We got you yeah. covered. Go play that middle right quick while we still got these edges out there. He goes out there, shows it. Now that's something that nobody thought. Jim Swartz probably studied and was like, I never thought that we have a mismatch on the center with Miles there. But now that's a wrinkle yeah. in the game. And now plan. every offensive coordinator has to be prepared. Oh my God, yeah. they can move him around. The were yeah. not prepared for that. One. Whatsoever. Exactly. How could you and be? Lou Anarumo is one of the five best defensive coaches in the league, and he was completely unprepared for that. Um, by the way, another thing that really stood out to me with Miles Garrett, think about this. There have been games in the past where Miles Garrett has had even three sacks, and we were like, eh, it didn't feel like he had an impact. Right, because the they yeah. weren't necessarily pivotal plays. This game, it felt like he had five sacks, yeah. even though he only had one. Because <laughs> I, I, I felt like he was all. That was one of those games that we that people talk about with TJ Watt. You're like, the statistics don't look amazing, but it felt like he was all over the place yeah. the whole game. That's what I felt about Miles Garrett watching what, this game. That's what everybody I felt like wanted. he was making an impact on every I, play. I heard Steve Kerr say this. He said, man, I had to get outside of my, my feeling. The first, first game I came in and I was, I was practicing and, and Steph came up and pulled up from dang near half court. And every other coach in my life just manifested <laughs> itself through my body. And he said I had to stop myself because he said, I was holding him back to every other player in the world. That's a bad shot, but him, but being a great coach is understanding that that shot for you is money and that shot for you makes you special. So when I started letting Steph and Clay shoot that shot it transformed us into who we are and for so many that's a years, great analogy G for so many years. People would say that's tomfoolery. You, 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 you're embarrassing the game. You're dribbling between your legs. You're hot dogging. You, it's a me guy. Just because you don't have the security as a coach to say, sometimes you better than I can coach you up. So just do what you do. Mm-hmm. And the great coaches put you out there and just say go, and then you can see what they can bring back. Mary Kay said it best. Double O said that it felt like we was let free. Just go. Just do you. And that, that is the best feeling to know that you ain't worried. About, I'm not worried about somebody hooking me out the game. Like, oh, you, what are you doing? Like, yeah. no, do you. Last year, the system was so rigid. And it never changed. And, yeah, and yeah. this year, what you're seeing is the chains are off. They all have the liberty to do their thing. Mm-hmm. And the key part, too, about this, Miles wasn't able to do that last year. He didn't have the support staff up right, front. No. Right, yeah. Now, with the pieces all along that defensive front, yeah. if he feels that he's got a mismatch on the other side of the ball, on the other side of the line, he's free to go over there and wreak havoc there. Yeah. And I, I have such high hopes yeah. for what this defense Well, I'll tell you what they did. Yeah. What this defense did, if anything, they set a bar. They set a standard. No doubt. And as a fan base, and it's as tough a, to reach, though. we had that, but we they put it on tape. No, that's I the know, thing. But, you put it on tape. When they did so it you need Cincinnati, every every game, you better play up to this. Yeah, standard. but Bull not, said you yesterday, and I thought it was appropriate. Bull said, "Don't expect this every week. That, why not? not but, because 17 <laughs> weeks of that effort is unsustainable. Nobody thought the, the, the Bears 80, was going to do it back in the 80s. And when they lost their only game of the year to the Dolphins, that <laughs> world-class defense looked like they no, forgot how to right. play. Nobody thought we, San Francisco was going to be like that all no, last. They did it for 17 games. You can do it, but it's very difficult it's to very do it difficult. week in, week but out. But the Browns And they didn't do it so week why not, in, week out. They gave up 35 points to week With the talent that the Browns have, why can't they? If you got It's Bonner. almost impossible to ask for that effort every week. No, it ain't. Impossible is zero. The effort's not impossible. But the results, Bull. The results, yes. 
Even the Ravens' great defense when they won the Super Bowl with Ray Lewis, they had games in that season where they were dinged. Yeah, the Browns, def- they're never going to hold teams to no. three points every week. No, it's not. It's the not. a level of play and attitude Manage- and energy and, that they need to play with every, one, every week. And management 101, yep. they tell you, when you get buy-in from the people and they feel they have a say-so in their own destiny, <laughs> they'll play for each other and themselves instead of playing for the company. You want players to play for each other, mm-hmm. and that's where that energy comes from because they're saying, guys, yeah. we have some skin in the game. He's letting us do what we want to. Yeah, and we yeah. better perform because we, we, now it's on us if we don't. There it is. But, it's, but in the end, it's such a week-to-week game because you think about it. Like, you compare the Bengals' offense to the Steelers' offense. I can't name – what's a position where the Steelers have a better player? Tight end. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is it. That's it. Bengals, that is it. Uh, Mixon's better than Najee Harris. Yeah. The Bengals are better at wide receiver one, wide receiver I mean, two. You, I would take Pickens over wide receiver three for the Bengals. Well, but he's wide uh, receiver but, one for them. I know. Week. If you match him up one to one to one, yeah. no. obviously the Bengals have the better receiving exactly. court. They have the better running back. Right. The they Bengals have the offensive line, the, even though it played poorly against the Browns, is better and it will play well against the, 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 the Browns just have a really great D-line. The Steelers' offensive line is not very good either. But, so it's pretty close. And obviously the Bengals have a massive edge at quarterback. So you think, well, they should hold the Steelers to zero points. But that's not going to happen. No, it just doesn't happen that's that not, way. Yeah, I'm going to say, this, I'm yeah. say this real quick, and then I'm going to let McNuggets get his read in so he can stop holding that sign. Yeah, up. he's waving his arms back there. But, but I think G was hit something where he said that you play harder for each other. The best thing I heard out of the post-game interviews when I was doing the post-game show was that the competition amongst each other. Miles said, I seen at the beginning of the game, Zadarius got there before me, and I'm like, oh, man. Okay, so now for the rest of the game, I'm thinking to myself, I'm competing with him because he's going to get there if That's I good. don't. It's like the Braves pitching staff in the 90s. Yeah. They had four Cy Young candidates, and each week, each, each start, the pitcher would go out and throw a three-hit shutout, so the pitcher getting the ball the next day, whether it was yeah. Lavin, Maddox, or Smoltz, or whoever it was, they always said the same thing. I saw what the guy did yesterday. I got to be right. better than that. And, oh, and you're or, right. Or it's like the Guardians outfielders trying not to hit home runs. Right. I haven't <laughs> hit any home runs. Neither have you. I don't want you. I haven't hit a home run all year. Yeah, and you know what? They, they all got together at the beginning of the season and said, look, yeah. if none of us hit home runs, we're not going to make the other ones look bad. That's right. So nobody hit home runs. <laughs> they lost another one-run game last night. Oh okay, God. McNuggets, I know you've got a torn rotator cuff. I after do. Waving I got, those I got arms a fast read. And then we're going to do a, a quick little topic here. Then we're going to bring in DJ Hasman when he joins us. But Good. after the game on Monday night, even though the game won't end until 11, 11.30, we are still doing a post-game show. Myself, Earl G. Bush will be there after every single Browns game this season, regardless of what time kickoff happens, regardless of what time the game ends. We will start our post-game show at the two-minute warning. Yeah. Last time was a blast. Make sure you guys tune in again on Monday night this time. It'll be late. All right. But we will be there. I got three things. First of all, in that picture, Mike looks like he's wearing hospital scrubs. <laughs> Number two, Earl looks like he just got kicked in the balls, but now he's trying to hold it together. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. What about G. Bush? G. Bush, I can't even say what it looks like. He ha- just happened to him two minutes earlier. You know what? I'll tell you what G. Bush looks like. Can we go back to the G. Bush picture? Yeah. What we're what we're seeing what we're seeing there is he's saying I got to get to the neck doctor. Yeah, like <laughs> my neck is my neck is jacked like, up. Like, look, right. like, like yo, this is and that was a good day too. You got the way, How come we have not had a fast read about our WKYC Fridays today? What happened? That's right. Because we already we, we talked about it. No, Who not today. Coming? Not we got to push it every yeah, we'll we'll promote it. For the, Let's go. for the next fast read. I have a legit question for you guys. Though. Okay, so I know we talked a lot earlier about Dewan Jones versus T.J. Watt. Yeah. I got the other side of the equation here. So if the Browns now feel like they have to shift 
some sort of extra help towards Dewan Jones, whether he's facing off against T.J. Watt or Alex Highsmith, that's going to leave one-on-one opportunities with Jed Wills on the opposite side against whoever the Steelers don't put over Dewan Jones. And yeah. Alex Highsmith is not T.J. Watt. Do not get it confused. He is not in the same no. level. But in his own right, he is a very capable and effective pass rusher. Sure. With Jones being at right tackle now, and I'm going to assume the help will be shifted that side to help him. First career start on the road in Pittsburgh. How worried about you on the other side with Jed Wills holding up against over Pittsburgh places at their right defensive end position? If Jed Wills want to see another contract, he better win this matchup. This should be, I'm not, since they're, since they're thinking, because Trey Hendrickson is who he is. He's, uh, he's not elite, but he's right up under the elite. So I give you that pass. This one right here, Hightower, young guy who's starting to make a little push in this NFL. You should be able to handle this. Like, if, if you can't handle this, then they need to be on the phone with somebody trying to get a left tackle after this yeah. game. And Larry's going to deal with Larry Ogunjobi, too, who's a starter for the Steelers. Yeah, that's right. Not that he's that good. Larry, he, hasn't he played for every AFC? Yeah, yeah he's, yes. he's making the tour. Not Ravens. Yeah, he's okay. the only one. That's next year. Hey, I'll I tell you what. Listen, I, Mary Kay brought up a, a, a note right there. I mean, would you move DeWan Jones to left tackle? I love that idea. I love that idea. They said that that he wasn't really like that at left tackle. And they both, him and Jed Wills Wills both have the same thing. They've been right tackles their entire life. Well, they moved Jed right to left. And now you see what happened. And it hasn't worked. Exactly. So maybe let's try it with DeWan. You know what? Can we, I want to go through the pictures of DeWan that we always show when we talk about him. The, I don't know, Steve. It's like, ridiculous. It was the Eagles and, and one. You know what? All I can think of is Andy Reid punt, pass, and kick. Yeah. Oh, I thought of the movie The Blind Side. Yeah, how he was when just. When he pushes the kid over the fence. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If we can find those pictures again, every time I see them, and particularly when he's blocking that poor kid from Toledo, it literally looks like. Andy Reid at the punt, pass, and kick competition. Now, look at all of the guys that he has pictured here against. And I know we see the ass of the Michigan player there. But when we move forward, all of these uh, photos, he's playing against, in this case, a Division I scholarship athlete. Yep. They get Even paid. though his draws are hanging out, he yeah. looks terrible with his uni there. Yeah, come on. Why but he's manhandled. What yeah. do you expect? He got ethical draws on. Even the That's pictures crazy. where he's going against NFL players, particularly the one where he's lining up against Jackson, that is an NFL player, and he looks like Andy Reid at the punt, pass, and kick competition. What type it's, of what type of player crazy. plays with Ethica draws though? Why I not? Don't, I don't know what that was. Why not That's that? some sort of Toledo. Guy. I was I, I used to do compressions, but then as I got older, I went jockstrap. Yeah, well, that's kind yeah. of the standard. It's kind of ridiculous. That jockstrap is a life changer. By the way, one other – there I don't know if we've seen an update in the last hour or so, Mike, but one other injury that could help the Browns too for the Steelers is Pat Fryermuth got hurt too. Is he out? I don't – as of now, he's – Well, he I, finished I, I, the game though, didn't he? So what happened was he got hurt, he left, he came, came back, back, he yeah. scored a touchdown, and, I, then he was, and then he left again. Oh, okay. See, I didn't notice that he didn't come back now, after the touchdown. Uh, what I read as of this morning was – I have an update from 20 minutes ago. Okay, go ahead. Brooke Pryor, who covers the Steelers right? for ESPN, yeah, will be joining on. us on Thursday. Oh, good, good. Uh, was at the Mike Tomlin press conference. He tweeted out 21 minutes ago, other injuries that Coach Tomlin says he's optist- optimistic about in terms of them playing on Monday. Oh, okay. Pat Fryermuth is on the list. So is Larry Ogunjobi, James Daniels, and Chucks Okafor 
Um, so Okafor and o- flesh out of Okafor and Ogunjobi are both starters for them. Yeah, too. Yeah. So that's two other off defensive starters. Now banged he's up. he's optimistic that I, those players will okay, go. Okay, but, but they're still banged some up. Of them, some of them may not go. And Fryermuth took a huge hit to the chest. Supposedly, if he doesn't have a fractured rib, it's uh, just a t- pain tolerance. But you know, that's right. something that could flare up something, again. Something off subject, real quick. Didn't they? Didn't the Browns sign somebody on P Squad that was a tackle? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I don't remember they, they traded Tyrone Wheatley. No, I yeah, thought they didn't. They it was like a he was like a first round pick. What after the, the after the oh, Alex, Alex, Alex? Oh yeah, they signed oh, yeah, yeah, Alex yeah, yeah, Leatherwood. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're right. okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is yeah he but he's a good? bust. I mean, he's yeah, he hasn't oh, done anything. Okay. Yet. They're not going to put him in there. They they see something. Well, I mean, he's sure. probably well, about to get activated. It was the pedigree to the fifty three. You you're probably right. You know what I that just popped into my head. Um, you know who this game is on. We just listed a bunch of reasons why the Steelers is down. Bunch of guys up front, name brand players. Mike Tom. Um, you know, for, <laughs> you know, you got uh, your young quarterback. If you're the Browns, this is a game I'm specifically looking at the quarterback because the quarterback comes in and says, "Dude, he not like Deshaun Watson shouldn't have nobody being happy, excited." This should be very workmanlike. He should be preaching, dude. We going to we going to Pittsburgh. You know what it is. Remember what they did to us right. last year. They can. And he he's supposed to like because this is a game on paper. The Browns are supposed to win. Yes. And that's very dangerous if you don't got the guy to helm, being very workmanlike and saying we we need to go in and would, put him away and would, get it done. Gee, and go outside. That'll I, tell me a lot. Gee, the, offense, the offense can't say nothing. Oh, that's, they, they, have, they can't go and brag nothing. They got to go well, in there. They had a terrible Nick showing, so they got it. So, I don't think it was a terrible showing. They put up 24 points, they, and I know seven came off a short field, but they also okay. fumbled deep in Cincinnati's yeah. territory. You know what I'm trying to the say. Passing 24 game, points. The passing game, the passing game yeah. was off. Okay. Yeah. So, but I, I love, you can't forget the run game. I yeah. mean, Just saying. Nick Chubb averaged almost six yards a carry. They should be doing extra. <laughs> that, he's his career average, isn't it? Which is 5.9. No, it's not that high. Because oh, the Peyton Mannings, the, the Tom Brady's, they would be angry this week. The offense, 100%. He, he, yeah. they would be, Sean should be pissed right now. He'd be angry, and, they, be, and right. the guys would be after practice watching more tape because they're going to say, guys, we were the weakest link on the offense. Yeah. The, our defense and our run game bailed us out. We will not go up there and look the way we did. And, right. and I think that'll tell me a lot about the maturity of the team. It'll tell me about Watson as a leader, and it'll tell me a lot. If you really ready to contend, yeah, you're you're 100 right. We have some fans out there. I, I heard this on radio this morning, trying to like make an argument for Deshaun Watson had a good game. Okay, no. he didn't. Don't the do standards that. for the. By the way, if Baker Mayfield <laughs> had played the game Deshaun Watson did, we wouldn't have said it was a good game. So let's not be a, let's not be phonies about it. It wasn't a good game by Deshaun Watson. See, and Deshaun Watson knows he didn't play well enough. We know the rain was a factor. Of course it was. Sure. But guys that are great quarterbacks, as you say, they don't make excuses. He's If Tom Brady played like that, he'd be pissed. Peyton Manning pissed all of them. Deshaun Watson has got to be pissed. 
I agree with you 100%. He's yeah. thinking, well, the defense was great. Special teams was solid. Nick Chubb was awesome. Now I was the worst. For, it's, it's time for him Cam- to write I was the worst yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I, you know, Cameron from NFL Network said earlier, look, uh, it's been a seven-game sample. And each time he rolls out there and throws another egg, it's time to start getting more and more concerned about, is this guy going to be the guy that we're paying him to be especially if he's the guy that said I'm gonna be better than 20 that's right so, so we're gonna we're not gonna judge you on the 2022 standard mm-hmm. we're gonna judge you on the 2019 standard or whatever the year was when he put up all the stats whatever season that was 2020 mm-hmm. so uh, we're looking uh, with with a very sharp eye I know you got some reads to do before we do our uh, I have mat. a read a couple super chats then we have has we're gonna hold top five for oh, very quick overtime afterwards but Real quick, before we read Super Chats, Super Chats are brought to us, as always, by PCC Air Force. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Air Force is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are eyeing for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. we got four of these. We're going to run through them real quick. Bull, this first one is for you. It's from Jay Daniels. I need some fantasy help. I've been offered Alexander Madison and Nico Collins for Jameer Gibbs and Mike Williams. Yay or nay? Nay. He has Jameer Gibbs? He was offered Madison and Collins for Gibbs and Williams, yes. No. No. Don't do it. Okay. Next up from B-Dog21. We say there's no must-wins in Week 2, but last year that Week 2 meltdown cost us against the Jets. Every game should be (laughs) must-wins. Uh, Yardy says two reasons that Watson wasn't at his best on Sunday. The rain and Jed Wills. Wills got beat on every drop back. And then Reggie Glover says, as a Browns fan living behind enemy lines in Cincinnati Cincinnati, and married to a Bengals fan, I am pumped, G. Bush. Does that hoodie come in orange with a dog on the back? Good, 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 Good question. No, it's not. Like just went off. That's got to be. What's more awkward? <laughs> if your spouse roots for a different team or or votes in a different political party? Ah, uh, the political political party. I respect those opinions, but yeah. I could never marry a Steelers fan. I, it could I, it couldn't happen. <laughs> And I'm not being DJ. dead serious. I just did, I would never do it. Yeah. My sister, who's a diehard Browns fan, married yeah. a Steelers fan. My daughter, who's a Browns fan, married yeah. a Steelers fan. I don't understand that. So let me ask you this. That's a character flaw. Has your sister and or your daughter, have they gone over to the Steelers side at all? Never. Okay. Ever. Very good. No, because, you know, they're both, they got their, my because DNA running through their blood. My blood. sister married a Yankees fan. And, and I was did like, she switch? She's not a diehard sports fan. Right. So she roots for the Yankees and the Cubs. You know what I'm saying? But, like, she wasn't a diehard. You're describing your daughter and your sister as diehard fans. Well, my daughter is is a casual fan. Okay. Uh, but, but no, she, she would never over switch. If my someone grand, in the my, family my, 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 made my, that transition, I'm sure he'd be in – or she would be in the next DJ Hazmat song. DJ Hazmat yes, will not let that slide in. in his family. And joining us now there is, he is the one the Yeah, baby. Man, it's good to see you again, especially off of a win. Yes, God to start the season off right, man. Was this Excited. was this an easy video for you? Was it difficult? Take us through the process. Uh, well, this time I had the song in mind that I was going to flip before we even played them, and I wow. was just so I was just so confident that I was going to be able to do this song and exactly how I wanted it. So it it's not it's never that easy. It just, you know, I just got to dig in. You know what I mean? Just got to <laughs> dig in and get it done. <laughs> How long did it take? You know, it. 
uh, well, the song I I spent the entire Sunday night into Sunday morning doing the song, wow. and then yesterday when I got off work, I came home and shot the video piece and stayed up pretty late to make sure I had the video ready. To premiere today. Yeah, this do. dude grinds like no other. We love it. DJ Hazmat. We'll let you introduce the video. Whatever, you, however you want to introduce it. Go ahead and throw it to the video in your own style. Well, here we go. DJ Hazmat with the Browns recap 2023 week one versus the Bungles. We call this one Dog Pound. <laughs> the deal is finally done. The Cincinnati Bengals and quarterback Joe Burrow have agreed to terms on a five-year extension worth up to $275 million. Nice. He will make $219.1 million in guaranteed, which is easily the most in franchise history. Hey, hey. It's like a regular game to me. It don't feel no different. It's just the hooping and hollering about Cleveland Browns. I was about to call them the Elf, but if you ask me, I don't really pay attention to it because Cleveland is Cleveland. Dog pound, up in the dog pound. Yeah. Since he always getting beat by the Browns. Yeah, we beat the Bungles down. We did. Yeah, now bring them haters out. Bring dog pound, up in the dog pound. Dog Since he always getting beat by the Browns. All the time. Yeah, we beat the Bungles down. Beat down. Yeah, tell Chase to shut his mouth. Shut it. We just whooped on Cincinnati. Same old bungles if you ask me All them analysts had them favored and so aggy We been smoking on that Joe Burrow like Pat Mahomes daddy Defense had him looking silly He blamed it on the rain, now he Millie Vanilli Knowing we've had his number ever since he was drafted Jamar ran his mouth so Miles Garrett reacted Calling us the elves, playing in our face So we made their offense disappear without a chase Did he even play? Cause I barely noticed at all The warden had him locked down fresh out of protocol you know they often sucked overall Cause they had 10 punts for over 400 yards In fact, no player on their offense even cracked a hundred So like Juju, you too got exactly what you wanted Got him. Dog pound, up in the dog pound Since he always getting beat by the Browns Yeah, we beat the Bungles down Yeah, now bring them haters out Look, I can't admit, at times our offense was a struggle Deshaun threw a pick, Jerome Rome lost a fumble But right before the half, Watson made some hot throws Scored a touchdown with his legs that started to rock and roll Nick Chubb per usual ran for 106 and hallelujah yo Hopkins made all of his kicks I can't believe they tried to go for it on fourth and four though in their own territory Garrett showed them that's a no go Deshaun hit Harrison sliding in for one more score then ran the two point conversion to make it 24 oh I can't forget that sack from earlier that went to Oboe we 5-1 and one versus Joe don't talk to me about him no more No. dog pound up in the dog pound since he always getting beat by the Browns all the time yeah we beat the bungles down. Beat down. Yeah. Tell Chase to shut his mouth. Yeah. I think that was the best one I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Every week. I, I really do. I think every week. They're, They're all great, great, but that was the, I think that was the best one. The, 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 that was really the Billy good. Billy Manilli line. You got to be old enough to get that, but yeah. blame it on the rain. That is yeah. absolutely brilliant, Has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was another level. That was that was like we talk about Miles Garrett had one more level in him. Yeah, DJ went to the next level. One more level. I also loved how uh, the the line about the kicker making all the kicks. That was hilarious. Four hundred yards. I I thought the four hundred yard punt was like I'm like it's a lot of punt yards. (laughs) Oh, that was that was epic. So so good, man. Now, what are your thoughts on the win? Like. We, we expected the defense to be really, really good. 
We were all mm-hmm. shocked at just how good they were. Uh, I'm, I saw a quote here moments ago from uh, Mike Tomlin. He said, to be blunt, I thought their corners won the game for them last week. You agree with that? Yeah, our, our secondary definitely played well. You know, I, we didn't know what to expect from uh, Denzel Ward having not practiced and being in concussion protocol, but he's just a dog. And <laughs> I'm so glad to have him. You know, he, he can lock down your best receiver. And that showed, you know what I'm saying? And, it, you know, it was it – was, gratifying because of what chase said before the games but yes the defense was obviously the star in this game we got to see what our offense is going to look like when we're not playing in the conditions and the elements so hopefully if it's a clear night on monday night and we can still show off the way we did against cincinnati and we do the same thing to the steelers i mean i'm feeling confident after watching what happened to them against san francisco (laughs) And, and you know it's just about i've been watching all of these sports shows and they're predicting the AFC and everybody had us finishing last. You know what I'm saying? So the irony of that, and it's just, you know, to not even consider the fact that the Bengals just can't beat us for some reason, whatever that reason is, yeah. we just have their number, even admittedly by Joe Burrow, that they just, something about Cleveland, they, they just can't, they can't deal with us. I guess we just a, a perfect matchup for their style of play. But yes, kudos to the defense. I'm liking what Jim Schwartz is doing, bringing the pressure. And, you know, it wasn't just the corners. The corners can't really get active like that unless unless you uh, Miles and, and, and Zay and them are, are causing problems up front. So, has, has no last, defense. Last thing before I let you go, I know you haven't been all in on Deshaun because Baker was your guy. Are you finally all <laughs> in on Deshaun now? I'm, listen, I need everybody to understand this and get this clarified, okay? <laughs> I'm always with the Browns, whoever the quarterback is, with the exception of Brandon Wheat. <laughs> that was Bull's favorite guy, by the way. Well, I don't know about favorite, but I did think he was going to be good, and I was well wrong on that, yes. <laughs> and, you know, it, to me it was more about the culture of just – feeling like we got to make a drastic move when I felt like the team was in a good position. I I think not Baker necessarily. I just think when he got hurt, they should have benched him and tried what they should have did with the backup, but they did what they did. You know, it's, it's been two years. You see, I had my Deshaun Jersey in the closet. So of course I'm all in. I was never against Deshaun Watson. He's he's a talented quarterback, and who wouldn't want to have that on your team? I was just more so hoping that what happened to the Jets don't happen to us. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So no, that's fine. that's the deal. Thanks, that's man. Deal. Was awesome. One other thing too, yeah. I loved the Jim Brown jersey in your closet, yeah. and and you working yeah. that into the video because I think that's mm-hmm. going to be an underlying theme. Nick Chubb said, "I'm dedicating the entire season to 32." And right. he's not one yeah. to scream from the mountaintops about anything. No, when no, he no. says something, it's real. Yeah. And uh, I love that you had the jersey in there in the video. Prediction prediction for the for the Monday night game. You scared a little bit? You got the, what you got? The Browns? What, what, what we talking about? I'm not being nervous this year. I feel like this. We spent $230 million, so we better play like it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, expect, I expect us to ball out, you know? That's why, <laughs> we spent fair. the money, so it's time for us to, to show what we can do. And I I have full confidence in this roster. I know a lot of people want to be on the fence because of our history, but not me. I'm never the guy that's going to be like, well, you didn't win in the past, so you're not going to win now. That's not, that's never how I look at it. I look at it for this year. I'm looking at this roster. And if you saw this roster on with any other team's name attached to it, you'd be saying playoffs at least. So I think we're in great position.
has Thanks, some of your man. best work, man. Can't wait to see that what you come awesome. up with next week. See you, brother. Always. That was really good. Yeah, it was. Thanks, Ash. It was tremendous. I thought that was the best. I yeah, don't know. Make, make sure you go like that on moment, YouTube. But. Get them numbers up. Make sure you get that on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe yep. to a channel That's and right. make sure you like that. You know what I'm saying? He, he made do me great wonder. How much did they pay Jim Swords to be Dixie? I don't know, but whatever it was, it was worth every penny. <laughs> And I hope they're going to have to pay him more next year. That's would, the bigger. That's I would. The bigger. By the way, shout out to Tristan Thompson, who returns to the camp. We'll get that one second. KR Thunder just gifted five memberships. Shout out KR Thunder in the chat for gifting memberships to the people out there. Appreciate you, KR. Tristan Thompson, 90 seconds. Go. I thought it was legitimately they signed him for one day so he could retire. I thought that's what it was. I did. And then, you know, when I read – a little bit more is like no, they, they expect this guy to play. I yeah. just don't know what. Maybe they're... he's here just to teach those guys how to be not so gutless in the playoffs. Jason, I, Boyd Jason, Boyd Jason, in. Jason I don't think Jason. Jason, that's what I said yesterday. You still I'm like, think Kendrick Wills is our average? He sucks. At number two, <laughs> number two, Tristan Thompson. Maybe he could teach not by playing. Maybe he could be like an assistant coach and teach some toughness. Because one thing that guy yeah, had, had it was toughness, and his Cavs team is soft as Charmin until proven in the playoffs. I don't care if the Cavs go 82-0. and 0, They're soft as Charmin until they win in the playoffs. I agree. I agree, too. I will agree yeah. with that. I, I, I see my time to the uh, gentleman, the, the senator from <laughs> But, however, Ohio. if they do go 82-0, and 0, I'm probably picking them in the first round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will take it. <laughs> I'm just saying they that. If they go 3-0, right Jay's going to have to win the championship. Uh, no, they got to go 5-0 and 0 first. <laughs> Then I'll have a winner at all. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.